1: Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston.
2: Good morning, People's Baptist Church. Good morning to our guests and friends who have joined us for this live stream worship service today. Happy Independence Day. May God continue to bless our country so as we can become the beacon of hope for the world as we demonstrate what it means to be a d- democracy. The title of the message today is What to Do When Your Faith is Being Tested. What to do when your faith is being tested. Have you ever been in a hurry when God wasn't? One of the most difficult things in life is to sit in God's waiting room. God's waiting room is when there is something beyond your control that you can speed up, such as an answer to prayer, such as the need for a miracle, and a change in the situation that you want to change, but it is totally out of your control And you have to wait on God. We spend so much of life waiting on God's timetable. Today we're looking at Abraham. If anyone had to wait on God, it was Abraham. God gave him a promise that he would have a son through whom he would become the father of a great nation, which later became the nation of Israel. But Abraham had to wait many years for that son, Isaac. So the question is, what do you do while you are waiting on God and your faith is being tested? Abraham's life story gives us four things we can do. First, remember what God can do. The situation may be out of your control, but it is not out of God's control. So don't focus on what you can't do. Focus on what God can do. Listen to the Apostle Paul writing in Romans chapter 4, 16, 17. Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father. Of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who brings into existence what didn't exist before. That verse right there is the definition of a miracle. In a miracle, here's what happens either God gives life to something that was dead. Or he creates something out of nothing. He can give life to a dead career, a dead marriage, to dead dreams, to dead finances, and can bring something out of nothing. According to the scriptures, it was God who caused the axe head to float for Elisha. It was God who pulled back the waters of the Red Sea so that the children of Israel could travel on dry land, over. It was God who made the sun stand still for Joshua. It was God who shut the lion's mouth for Daniel. It was God who protected the three Hebrews in the fiery furnace. It was God who destroyed the walls of Jericho for Joshua, who fed the multitude from a little boy's sack lunch. It was God who opened the prison doors for Paul and Silas. This same God can heal our diseases, remove our doubts, dissolve our fears, restore our hopes, calm our troubled minds, solve our helpless situations, refresh our tired bodies, dry our bitter tears, and anoint our feeble efforts. We need to exercise faith in our omnipotent God to whom nothing is impossible god can be counted on when life is out of control the fact is that most of life is beyond our control and when you get to a dead end you need to remember what god can do always remember the words of jesus in luke chapter 18 27 what is impossible with man is possible with god but secondly Believe the promises of God. So, first, remember what God can do. And secondly, believe the promises of God. Romans four eighteen. There was no hope that Abraham would have children. But Abraham believed God and continued hoping, and so he became the father of many nations. As God told him, Your descendants also will be too many to count. Abraham went on hoping in faith, faith in God. So how do you keep on believing when you feel like giving up? Paul says, Abraham believed God and continued hoping. Nothing is more reliable than the word of God. If you are going to be a man or woman of faith, then you have to get the promises of God's word into your life. Abraham relied on the word of God, and that is what kept him going when hope wanted to give up. While you're waiting on God, rely on his promises to you. The writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 11, 17 through 19. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son Isaac, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham reasoned that if isaac died god was able to bring him back to life again and in a sense abraham did receive his son back from the dead so isaac grows up and god says to abraham i want you to give him back to me i want you to sacrifice him to me but abraham didn't panic I would have, and probably you would have. God says, give me the son I gave you. Sacrifice him to me. But Abraham didn't panic for three reasons that we can find in the text. One, he believed that God would raise him from the dead if he sacrificed him. Two, when he tells his servant, we are going up to the hill to sacrifice, he said, we'll be back, not I'll be back. He fully intended his son to come back with him. And three, when his son Isaac was walking up the hill with him and says, Father, where is the lamb we are going to sacrifice? Abraham answered, the Lord will provide my son. He had no doubt that God was going to spare his son Or resurrect him from the dead. Why? He had the promises of God. Here's the biggest test for you and me. What are we going to do if God says to us, I want you to sacrifice your greatest dream, the thing that you value most in life. I want you to offer it on the sacrifice or on the altar to me. So this is a test. Will you... Do what Abraham did. Will you hope in faith? Will you rely on the promises of God? So this is a test. Romans 4.18 says, Abraham believed God and continued hoping. Things are never as bleak as they seem if you trust God and lay hold of his promises. The disciples followed Jesus around for three and a half years. They thought he was going to set up his kingdom and that they would all be rulers. Then one day they look up and Jesus is hanging on a cross and he's dead. They were devastated. He's he's the Messiah. He's the Son of God. How in the world can he be hanging on, on the cross? But one of the things that did not realize is that Easter was just a couple of days away. Then he would be raised from the dead. See, God specializes in turning dead situations around and resurrecting situations that look hopeless when we rely on his promises. A promise is only as good as the integrity of the promiser. And God cannot lie. He keeps his promises. But thirdly, face the facts in faith. Face the facts in faith. Face them, but face them in faith. Recognize the facts of your life in faith. In Romans 4, 19-21, Paul says, And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about a hundred years of age he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced That God is able to do whatever He promises. Abraham recognizes that he and his wife are well beyond childbearing years. He's 99 years old, his wife, Sarah, is 89, and it is a medical impossibility that they are going to have children. He doesn't deny the facts. He faces them with faith. This is very important. He said, faith does not ignore reality. Faith does not pretend you don't have a problem. Faith does not act like this situation is not difficult. Faith is not denial. A lot of people think it is. Faith is facing the facts in your life without being discouraged by them. It is not denying you have problems. It is not denying you're facing a dead end or a helpless situation from a human standpoint. Some of you are facing cancer. Some of you have loved ones who are facing cancer right now. You cannot deny the diagnosis, but you can defy the verdict. You can fight it and say, I'm going to do all I can to beat it and defy the verdict. And this is very important. There's a brand of Christianity out there that says, deny all your problems and just smile, smile, smile. It says, I'm not sick. I have a 104 degree temperature, but I'm not sick. Or I'm in debt. I'm on the very brink of bankruptcy, but I'm not in debt. You see, faith is not asking you to deny reality. It never does. Faith asks you to face the reality in your life without being discouraged by it or feeling that your situation is hopeless. It is not living in denial. Faith is not stubborn foolishness. Someone listening to me today needs to admit that things have not turned out as planned. What you dreamed for your life isn't going to happen. But you don't have to have a pity party. You believe that God knows best and is in control. And so you say, God, my life didn't turn out the way I planned, but I believe you have a better plan for my life. And that is faith. Yes, things did not turn out the way I thought, but I believe God is not through with my life and He's Working in my life to fulfill his will. That is faith. It is facing the facts in faith. It is not fantasy. It is not giving up in discouragement. Some of you probably wanted to get married, but you never did. Some of you wanted to have children, but you never have. What do you do with a failed relationship? Build a shell around yourself. Tell yourself that you're not going to let any man hurt you again. Of course not. What do you do when a love is is blocked? You redirect it. You rechannel it. Some of you may have heard me talk about, uh, or you could have read about a wonderful Christian woman named Querie Ten Boom, born in Holland and was in the Holocaust. She was imprisoned as a, as a child, she and her sister, but um, somehow they were, they were freed. But when she was a young woman, she was engaged to be married. All of a sudden, the young man broke up with her and married a friend. She was devastated. She never did marry. She went through life as a single woman, but she redirected her love. She became one of the most loving Christian leaders of the 20th century, influencing millions and millions of people for Jesus Christ. She directed her love in a new direction, according to the will of her God. I met this wonderful woman of God at Gordon College where she... Uh, Was uh, giving a series of um, of lectures in the nineteen seventies. She was then, I believe, in her uh, early nineties. The question is, how do you keep on believing when you feel like giving up? You remember what God can do. He can do anything but fail, as we often say around here. At least Digna's. Benjamin, that is her favorite um, uh, saying: that um, that uh, God can do anything but fail. Then you rely on God's promises. Then you recognize the facts of your life in faith. You don't deny them. You recognize them, but you don't get discouraged. And so, number four: praise God in anticipation. What he's going to do. You joyfully expect God to act in your life and to do good things, even if it's not the way you planned. Expect God to act. Romans 4 20 and 21 says, Abraham never doubted. He believed God for his faith, believe God for his faith and trust grew even stronger. And he praised God for his blessing even before it happened. He was completely sure that God was well able to do anything he promised. Notice the words, even before it happened. Now that is real faith. When you thank God for something after it happens, that's gratitude. But when you thank God for something before it happens... That is faith. And the highest form of faith is thanking God in advance of what he's going to do. When you pray, you thank God for his answer to your prayer. You can say, God, I don't know how you're going to work this thing out. I'm at a dead end, but I thank you in advance for you know what you're doing. I thank you in advance that you're going to work it all out. God has not promised that we will not have difficulties. He has not promised that we will never have any dead ends, never have any delays. He has not promised to take away our pain, but he has promised to give us the strength to deal with the pain. And he has promised doctors to give us medicine that will help us. And he has promised that one day, ultimately he will take us from earth to heaven where there is no sorrow there is no sadness and there is no pain paul says in romans chapter 12 and verse 12 let your hope keep you joyful be patient in your troubles and pray at all times let your hope keep you joyful for it can't be long until all tears will forever be wiped from our eyes. It can't be long before all fears and doubts will forever be dispelled. It can't be long before all pain and suffering will forever end. All burdens will forever be lifted from our hearts. It can't be long before death no longer is ever a threat to us or our loved ones. Let your hope keep you joyful, for it won't be long before we see the land where flowers never fade, where night never comes, where joys never end, where the body never ages, where the devil never enters, and where the blessings never stop. No, it won't be long before our gums won't need any more dentures. It won't be long before our eyes won't need any more glasses, before our ears won't need any more hearing aid, before our legs won't need any more crutches or walking stick, before our backs won't need any more support. It won't be long before our feet won't need any more cushioned insoles, and before our bodies won't need any more wheelchairs. What a day that will be. I can't help but believe that it won't be long before we enter that eternal land where the carpet will never need to be vacuumed, where the grass will never need to be molded, where the floors will never need to be washed, where the air will never need to be purified, and where nothing will ever need to be fixed or repaired. For our burdens then will all be lifted Our questions then will all be answered. Our problems then will all be solved. Our heartaches then will all be gone. Our hurts then will all be healed. And our tears then will all be dried. So, brothers and sisters, hold to God's unchanging hand. Hold to his hand, God's unchanging hand, Build your hopes on things eternal, and hold to God's unchanging hand. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org and tune in every Saturday morning at 1030